Hi, everyone. Welcome to our call on the Colorado Cleanse. Um, I don't know why I am so excited about this particular cleanse. I think maybe because so much research has come in and um, there's so much more compelling evidence as to why the Colorado Cleanse, I think, is so important. And one of the first questions that I, that I got and received for this question and answer session was, you know, what makes the Colorado cleanse so different? So let's just dive in and talk about what makes it different. You know, obviously most cleanses we talk about, they just detoxify you. And we know we live in a toxic world and the body will take those toxins and stick them into your fat cells, including your brain, as a place to put them while the body tries to figure out when I can get some time to, to get in there and, and, and shovel out all those toxins. Unfortunately, according to some studies, some of those toxins can stay in your fat cells for 10, 20, and even 30 years. And that's not a great idea. So the, the idea is that your body put those toxins in the fat because it didn't have the capacity to deal with them at that moment in time. Now, if we go there and do a cleanse and just pull the impurities out of the fat cells, then the body, the liver, most likely is probably going to say, why are you pulling all these impurities out of the fat? I put them there for a reason because I can't deal with them right now. And now all of a sudden they're back, they're in circulation looking for new fat cells to deposit in, maybe even your brain causing more severe problems. So we don't want to pull those toxins out of circulation so we know the body can handle that. And that's where the digestive reset piece comes in because your digestive system is in fact your detoxification system. If you don't digest well, you're not gonna detoxify well. So to me, it doesn't make any sense to do a cleanse unless we put some emphasis on resetting your ability to be a good digester. And that's really critically important. And, and, I, and I sort of use this, this uh, this very this uh, the wheat and dairy intolerance thing as a measure for lots of people, not for all people. Lots of folks can't digest wheat because of celiac, or some people really do have issues with dairy. However, many folks who have these problems with dairy and wheat today, and wheat in particular, um, didn't have problems when they were 17, 18, 19, and 20, and now in their 30s and 40s and 50s we do. So what went wrong? Yes, the wheat maybe has changed somewhat. It's been hybridized to be shorter and quicker uh, to digest. It gets into the blood of sugar a whole lot faster, um, but it's still a gluten protein and it still requires us to have really good digestion to break it down. So it's an example of a very difficult uh, protein for us to digest. It requires a coordinated effort of stomach acid, bile flow, duodenal enzymes, pancreatic enzymes, all this has to happen for us to break down the gluten and detoxify the environmental pollutants and pesticides and preservatives. We have new studies that show, interestingly, <coughs> that the toxic chemicals, pesticides, and uh, heavy metals like mercury, which are on, for, they come from the coal mine plumes that cover all of America, they are very difficult to digest, detoxify, and process, and they will denature the enzymes, particularly the DP, uh, the DPP4, so-called gluten-breaking and casein-breaking-down enzyme, they will actually denature those. So if you don't have a good digestive slash detoxification system to get rid of the mercury, which is everywhere, even on your organic spinach, which you can't wash it off, then you're going to probably compromise some of the enzymes required for you to break down these hard to digest foods. And 
other toxins are going to find their way into the fat, into the lymph, and into your, uh, into potentially even your brain. Other new studies show that that our microbiology, that there's bacteria, good bacteria, that are absolutely hardwired to digest gluten. But many of us, because of processed foods and toxic chemicals and poor digestion and a lot of stress, we don't have those bugs anymore. And the only way you're gonna get good bugs in your gut that are gonna become permanent residents, and that's really the key word, is permanent residents of good microbiology to push out the bad guys so they don't have a, you know, a leg to stand on any kind of any uh, real estate in your intestinal tract for them to take hold, is to have a really good digestive system. And that's absolutely the key part of the chiral cleanse, I think, which makes it so special and so separate, is we're gonna reset your digestive strength. We're going to reset your ability to be a good detoxifier. We're going to reset your ability to be a good fat burner. And when you do all that and you're a good fat burner, which means you can burn, utilize fat, guess who eats the fat? All your microbes, of which are 90% of the cells in your body, who do the heavy lifting for every single thing, including your neurotransmitters, your mood, your mental clarity and focus, absolutely your immunity, as well as your ability to digest hard to digest foods like gluten and dairy. And I'm not saying that anybody needs to eat gluten or dairy, that's not the issue. Uh, if you look at historically, gluten <clears throat> was harvested one time a year, not three times a year. It was harvested at the end of the fall, in the fall now, sort of, almost quite, not yet, not yet. But for winter eating, it was a heavy, thick, glutinous grain that was insulating for the body. Come spring, all the grain you might harvest has got weevils in it, it's done. You, there is no wheat to be had in spring and summer. So when you really think about what wheat, when, when was eat, wheat really eaten, it was eaten when the digestive fire in the winter was the strongest. We know that our digestive fire in the winter gets stronger and it's weaker in the summer when the foods are cooked on the vine and the digestive fire is weaker because we don't need to digest, have a heavy digestion in the summer because the reality is, um, you know, the foods are already pre-cooked for us. And we wanna, one of the ways we survived as a species is because we had the great ability to dissipate heat out of our body, not get overheated and blow up. And so that is one of the reasons why the harder to digest foods come in the fall and the winter when we have better and stronger digestion to digest it. I wrote an article coming up on my newsletters about all this and going into detail how and why it all happens and it's, I think, super fascinating. But right before we go into winter, which is in October, we have this great opportunity to kind of cleanse and flush out the, the toxins that have been stored and accumulated and help to reset digestive strength. So when we go into winter, which is what the body wants to do, we prime the pump, which is very important. Being a really good fat burner, I think is critically important. Most people don't realize we have two sources of fuel in our body, fat and sugar. Sugar burns really fast, makes, gives people energy, but what goes up must come sort of crashing down and it leaves us wanting more and we end up with the high and low energy surges. Fat is calm, stable, non-emergency, uh, sleep through the night, no stress, endurance fuel that lasts a long time. So we really do want to be better fat burners and it really doesn't matter about whether you're fat or skinny. I'm going to answer a lot of questions about how do I do a cleanse like this and, and if I'm trying to gain weight. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But the first thing is when you're under stress, 
if you're under a huge amount of stress and you're burning sugar and sugar and sugar, the body will respond to that as a life-threatening, disease-producing, sugar-burning, and even over time, fat-storing, particularly around your belly and your hips, emergency. And we want to reset the body's ability to handle stress like water off a duck's back so you can be calm. And that comes from becoming a better fat burner. And that's really what the Colorado Cleanse is about. Once we help to reset digestive strength, we're all about helping you become a better fat burner. And we do that in the cleanse in a couple of ways. In, in, the, in, the, in phase two, the main part of the cleanse, when we actually have the kitchery uh, and th we have three different dietary meal plans, when you're having the ghee in the morning, first thing in the morning, that you take the ghee, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14 teaspoons of ghee, wherever you're at, um, you're gonna have to burn fat as soon as you eat that. And that's gonna flip your brain and your body into a fat metabolic state. And then you will stay in that fat metabolic state for quite some time until you eat some dietary fat, and then of course you're gonna eat and burn the dietary fat. So the, the, the trick of this cleanse is to have a lot of fat in the morning and then have no fat all day long. And that fit, flips you into a fat metabolic state. And usually in two or three days, people you know, feel fantastic. Their hunger goes away, their appetite goes away, they feel calm, stable, their skin. They really feel what it's like to be in a fat burning metabolic state. So we wanna reset that so the body goes, oh, I can burn my fat, I can burn the fat from the food. And this is the other problem we've been told for 60 years now that fats are bad and saturated fats are the poison, so you shouldn't eat those at all. So therefore, we've been given these unsaturated, polyunsaturated, processed, cooked, bleached, deodorized oils, which are toxic and not able to be digested by our liver, and they congest our liver, so then our liver, when it's trying to detoxify, simply can't do it, and it pushes this yuck into your fat and your brain, thus we have to detoxify. I mean, maybe because we live in a toxic world, we still should do some detoxification, but the reality is, is that the body you know, should be able to handle most of these things all by itself. Nature naturally provokes a detox in the spring and the fall based on the harvest. If we ate nothing but what was harvested outside our window and our door, we would naturally force the body into a detox. Reality is, these days, it's challenging for us to do that, so, and, our, and because of the processed foods and the stress and the busy work and all that, we get stressed out. We process that stress through our gut. The gut has all these good bugs in it. Those bugs get destroyed and, and denatured by stress and the bad bugs become and proliferate and we end up having toxicity and an imbalance of our bacteria, our immune production, our neurotransmitter production, and the manufacturing of enzymes and vitamins and digestive power all becomes weaker because of the stress that we're under. And that causes toxicity, uh, congestion in your gut, constipation, loose motion, mucus in your stool. And when the little villi in your intestinal tract goes, go get yucky, then the lymph on the outside of the gut wall becomes uh, congested. And when the lymph on the outside of the gut wall becomes congested, there goes your immune system. It's stuck in traffic. Hard to digest proteins like gluten and dairy, they go undigested, which they shouldn't do, into your intestinal tract. They're gonna rip your guts to shreds, cause inflammation, immune compromise, brain fog, all these things, which they do, 
but they should have been properly digested and that's part of the chiral cleanse. One is to reset the digestive strength so the gluten never sees your intestinal villi and number two, make darn sure that, um, that your lymphatic system is optimized and your lymph system is optimized so you don't have any major hypersensitive reaction when a little something hard to digest slips through the cracks, okay? So when the toxins in your gut become overwhelmed and the little villi get overwhelmed in your intestinal tract, all that defaults to your liver, your liver gets congested, your bile gets thick, and that's when your liver goes, it's too much. Put all those toxins in the fat and that's where they stay, in the blood and the fat and the brain. The liver becomes congested over time, it compromises bile flow. The tube for your pancreatic enzymes uses the same tube as your bile duct. So when the bile gets thick, so does the flow of your enzymes. So the whole idea of taking digestive enzymes is just overruling the fact that we have tubes, pancreatic ducts and bile ducts, that should pump bile and enzymes and, and duodenal enzymes into, in to support healthy digestion. But if those are blocked, you're gonna have a heck of a time digesting. And those pancreatic enzymes and the bile are major buffers for the acid in your stomach. And if there's no acid in your stomach, that starts the whole process. The acid in your stomach tells everybody down below, bile flow, pancreatic enzyme flow, and small intestine enzymes to get their act together and let's get cooking some food here. But if that acid never gets kick-started because there's no bile and there's no pancreatic enzymes to buffer that acid, the stomach will say, you know what? Either hold on to that acid and cause heartburn or turn the fire off. And that's what's happened to most people is they've lost that digestive fire and the coordinated response of digestion in the pancreas, duodenum, and the, uh, uh, um, the bile and the, and, the, and the gallbladder. So this is an important reset. It's not that complicated. Stomach fire, pancreas, gallbladder, intestine, small intestine, the health of the large intestine for your bugs and the lymph on the outside of the gut wall and help your body sever the relationship of processing all your stress through your intestinal tract. So that's our goal of the Colorado Cleanse. That's what makes it so separate and so different. And once we do all that, we can easily chelate the toxins out of your fat cells. That's a, that's a slam dunk, very easy to do. And then maybe the most important thing about the Colorado Cleanse is that we know from research at the National Institutes of Health that there are these things called molecules of emotion. They are fat-soluble, uh, well, let me say it this way. Um, molecules of emotion exist. They're little peptides that carry emotions all over the body. And they store in lots of places in the body. Your intestinal tract, your skin, your spine, your lungs, your respiratory tract, all end in your brain. These are all places that, that we put a lot of focus on. Ayurveda for thousands of years put tons of focus on these places. They just happen to be the, the deposit places of the receptors for the molecules of motion that are now backed up by modern science. How cool is that? Whether you're doing you know, breathing exercises for your lungs and your brain, extra stuff for your intestinal tract, which we're all about in the Colorado Cleanse, oils for your skin, I mean, it's just amazing that those are the places where the emotional receptors are. In Ayurveda, they said that this mental ama or molecules of emotion are in fact stored in your fat. And if you can get the body to be a better fat burner, you're gonna release these old emotions. So that's really, you know, the whole point. 
of this whole thing is let's get your body to function better and healthier so it's not so congested, you feel alive and vital, your digestion is strong as it was when you're 18 years old. You don't have, you're not going down the road where your digestive ability to digest this or that food becomes weaker and weaker and the road of foods you can eat becomes more and more narrow and you're wondering, am I gonna eat in the next 10 years? This doesn't have to happen. The, the ability for us to reset digestive strength and get the body strong is a, is a, is a process a means to the end, and the end is heightened awareness. A functioning body is calm, and a functioning calm body gives a functionally calm mind. And when the mind is calm, and the body's burning calm fuel, which is your fat, you're stable, you're calm, you have endurance, you're not eating all the time. You have the awareness of old, of, of your mental and emotional patterns of behavior. So in the Colorado Cleanse, we give you a series of self inquiry exercises to help point the flashlight at some of these old emotions and as you release them out of your fat you can make some deep and permanent transformational change and scrub this crazy mind of ours which i believe and i think we all agree that it's this thing up here that drives us into into imbalance and makes us go crazy and it drives right through our intestinal tract we know that 95 percent of your serotonin is in your intestinal tract it's real so we know now that what Ayurveda said thousands of years ago that all the stress is in your gut and it is real. And we have a science and an ancient science backed by now modern science, which is our shtick of life spas to prove the ancient wisdom with modern science. And not everything in the ancient world makes sense, but a lot of what the Ayurvedic people said, a lot of it, um, and surprisingly more and more of it, and that's what I write about on our newsletters and blogs is, is uh, proven now more and more by modern science. The whole idea of the microbiome is so Ayurvedic, it's not even funny. So please you know, follow me and, and watch me as, I, as I, I am so fascinated by this unraveling of this new modern science, whether it be by microbiome or the whole new stuff on cholesterol. All these are totally proven points from Ayurvedic perspective. And they're changing the world we live in and changing the, the, the way medicine is being practiced as we speak in front of our eyes. It's just a fascinating time. So those are the things that make the Carl Cleanse so special. And um, so let's talk, let's, let's ask some more questions about this. Um, is the Carl Cleanse for everyone? Well, we do have built into the Carl Cleanse many ways to dial up or dial down the intensity of the cleanse. So in a lot of ways, it is for everyone. I think everybody has some type of weakness of digestive system. We all have been under some type of stress. We all hold on to molecules of motion. Most of us are lousy fat burners from the perspective of burning calm fuel. Doesn't mean that we're fat or skinny. That's another separate issue, believe it or not. So I do think that it is for everyone. Folks who have trouble, I'm available. My whole staff is available to answer questions and guide you. And of course, you always want to get the approval of your doctor, your health provider, to make sure that whether whatever condition that you might have, that you have the guidance of your of your local healthcare provider to make sure that what you're doing is safe and they approve of it. Um, but like I said, we have many ways to dial up and dial down the intensity of the cleanse. There's three different dietary plans. You can take the herbs or not even take the herbs, dial them up or dial them down. You can increase the ghee or decrease the ghee. You can increase the hot water, decrease the hot water, change your diet dramatically. Lots and lots of strategies that are there. Is this a vegan or gluten-free plan? Um, yes, it, generally speaking, across the board, it's a gluten-free cleanse. It's a vegan cleanse for sure. Um, 
the only part that's not vegan is the uh, the ghee that we use, which is the clarified butter in the that we use for the the oleation process. And you can completely replace that with flaxseed oil. I like uh, the Udo's Oil 369. That's a fantastic oil. You can use that. Coconut oil is okay, but it doesn't. It's such an easy oil to digest. It doesn't require the gallbladder to really contract and and um, and and really flush the gallbladder, which we really want to have happen. So ghee is a little bit better, or butter, or other oils than coconut oil. If you have a gallbladder issue, then ghee takes a lot of stress off the gallbladder, or the, the ability for you to make bile from your liver and then drive that or, or secrete that into the intestinal tract. Um, yeah, coconut oil, Co coconut oil, I'm sorry about that. So coconut oil is a lot easier on the liver. Uh, it doesn't stress the gallbladder. It doesn't require the gallbladder to be involved in breaking it down. It's already broken down into ketones, so it delivers energy right away. So we want ghee or some type of other oil, the 369 flaxseed oil, you can use as an alternative to the ghee. But the cool thing about ghee is that, um, and this is the classic way to do the cleanse ayurvedically, is ghee is basically purified or um, butter. They boil off all the milk solids and you're left with the oil. The butter got its name from a chemical called butyric acid. Butyric acid uh, is, con is basically concentrated ghee. That's what ghee is mostly, uh, is butyric acid. The fat in butter, which is what ghee is, is mostly butyric acid, the highest source of butyric acid on the planet. Our intestinal tract makes its own butyric acid. The microbes in your intestinal tract make their own butyric acid, literally make their own ghee. Your intestinal tract literally has bugs in it that make this ghee to support the immunity of your intestinal wall. The cells of your, of your colon use ghee or butyric acid as their primary source of fuel. It's the number one driver of immunity and supports the health of our microbiology. So how they knew anciently that, that ghee was so good for your gut that we actually make our own is just sort of beyond me and I don't even understand how they figured that out. But that's what's cool about sciences that are 5,000 years old. They would have thrown it away after 1,000 years if it didn't work. So ghee, you know, lots of folks who are vegan who have difficulty with dairy have no issues with ghee, but I totally respect those decisions and you can use, like I said, flax or Udo's 369 or, or different oils in replacement of the ghee. So, um, and yes, it is gluten-free, but we're hoping to get you to a digestive strength where not that you need to do eat gluten, but if you did, it wouldn't cause all this inflammation and problems that you have because you have a digestive strength now that can digest and therefore, more importantly, detoxify. If you just take the gluten and the wheat and the dairy and out of your diet, and you think everything's fine because I'm digesting fine, watch how your foods you know, become less and less and less of what you can actually digest. And the real risk that I'm concerned about for everyone is, if I can't digest wheat and dairy and I once did, does that mean that my detox channels are weak? What about the mercury from the coal mine plumes? How am I able to digest or detoxify that if I can't digest wheat or dairy or greasy fried food? They are related. 
So I'm thinking, well, let's get the body to be able to digest a little gluten, a little dairy once in a while. That's a signpost of my digestive and detox strength. So I'm not 20, 30 years down the road accumulating these very dangerous toxins that can take me out in many, many different ways. I think it's risky to just take, personally, really do, to just take the gluten out of your diet and say, I'm done. I don't think we've done enough. And I don't think it's hard to take that next step. And that's a big part of what the Colorado Cleanse is about. Uh, another question here, is this different than a, than a juice fast? Juice fasts are great. I love juice fasting um, and even fasting on water. But those cleanses are going to force you very quickly, boom, into a fat metabolic state. And that's what you're going to burn fat and you're going to detoxify. A lot of people are able to pull that off, no problem. But we didn't reset digestion. We didn't um, help support the digestive strength. We didn't help heal the intestinal tract. We created a, a cleaner environment. We helped the body burn fat. We detoxified, <clears throat> but we didn't do the resetting that I find is so critically important. And I think maybe the measure of that success is how when people finish the Colorado Cleanse, they, I hear, I, I get emails all the time. I am not craving anymore after the cleanse. You know, most people find themselves constantly craving and binging after they do a fast because they've been burning fat and sort of starving themselves in a fast for so long that they just binge. And the way the Colorado Cleanse is designed is we reset your digestion, we, we gracefully get you off the, the kitchery and the main cleanse into a diet that is just whole foods. And by the time you do the, the phase three of the diet, most people say, I feel so good on the whole food phase three diet, I don't even wanna change it. And that's a really cool thing. And trust me, from me, from, a, from an old faster who fasted and would binge on anything, anything that moved or didn't move or was a cookie or anything, I would binge on it because I was starving for so long. To me, to finish that cleanse and actually feel completely satisfied is a little crazy. It's hard to believe, but that's actually what we see as a result. And that's why I think why the Colorado Cleanse, one of the reasons why it's so unique and it's so special. Um, you know, that said, I'm not, I'm not in any way against a juice fast. I think they can have some value. Um, is, uh, is this a weight loss cleanse? Um, people on average who need to lose weight lose about 7 to 17 pounds. Uh, so, yeah, people will lose some weight if they need to. We have the, the cleanse structured where you can have a nourishing meal plan. The only rule in them, and there's three phases. Phase one, which is just whole foods. Probably a lot of you eat anyway. We just make a couple of tweaks to that. We add to the, the reset digestive herbs to that. Then the main, the main cleanser, phase two, is where you have no fat um, or very, very low fat. But you can have protein and you can have uh, starches and, and, and vegetables and many things. The only thing we ask you to do is just for those seven days to have a very low or no fat diet. And then you go back to the three days at the end where you're actually going back to a whole food diet again. So, so and you know, if you dial down the herb intensity, dial down the ghee intensity, and you sort of make some adjustments, you can actually do the cleanse and really lose minimal weight. And a lot of times, you know, depending on, I think we had one question, if someone had an autoimmune condition and I've lost a lot of weight, should I do the cleanse? And that's where I, I say, you know, let's, you know, find out if it's the right thing for you. Sometimes it's not the right time to cleanse. It's not the right time to cleanse for everybody. If you are depleted and run down and exhausted, a lot of times I want to build people back up for a while and then give them the cleanse after they've, you know, paid back the exhaustive debt 
and the, and the nervous system is rejuvenated, and then the cleanse. You know, cleansing, no matter how you do it, when you burn fat um, you, and you detoxify, it takes a little energy to do that, and then you recover from that. I think the chiral cleanse, one of the golden rules of the chiral cleanse is if it hurts or you're straining or you're uncomfortable, it's not working. Because if the body is straining, the body's going to store fat and crave sugar, which is the exact opposite we want to, you know, experience we want to create. So if you are starving or hungry, then we need to go on to a, you know, a more nourishing meal plan, which we have laid out for you. Or dial down the herbs, or dial down the ghee, or dial down the water, or eat more, a more nourishing meal plan, still within the guidelines of the cleanse. And you can gain great benefit, because that's really a signpost. Now, most folks can't hear that. They want a hardcore cleanse, scrub, be austere, the harder the better, no pain, no gain. If I'm not really feeling in pain or starving, I don't feel like I'm cleansing. And I promise you, that's not the way. I've done this cleanse, I don't know, you know, I've been doing this cleanse since 1987, different versions of it. So I've done this cleanse probably hundreds of times. And there's sometimes when I do it, I just feel like, you know, I just, I'm just going to take the easy route. I'm not in the mood to really go in there and really grind it out because it's not coming easy. So I eat off the nourishing plan. I have a little bit more, a wider variety of foods. I don't just do kitchery. Sometimes when I do the cleanse, I just do kitchery and I feel fantastic and I don't even think about other foods. Yes, it's a little boring, but it's not like I'm starving. So go with the flow. Don't think about this cleanse as like, this is my one time to cleanse and detox and cure all my problems. The reality is many of us got digestive wackiness over many, many years. And if we can help to reset digestive strength in a gradual way, I just think of it, you know, uh, as a twice a year digestive resets, get rid of some of the old yuck. And I feel like if I don't do it really intense this year, sometimes in the fall, uh, because winter's coming, the body wants a little bit more sustenance in the diet. Um, and that's completely fine. So go with how you feel. Don't, again, use your mind to drive your body into some austere place where you're straining and the body's storing fat and undermining our success. I can't even tell you how important that is to just, if you do the cleanse, make sure it's comfortable. And that's so different than most cleanses. Most cleanses expect you to be you know, starving or in pain or using all kinds of willpower. This really is designed to, to make life a lot easier. Yes, a little boring, because we're not used to the, you know, having all the things we might love, but very soon when you get into the fat burning, you're like, I'm good with that. I'm good not having those foods. I, mean, I love the fact that I'm off of that and I'm really, you feel yourself, you know, really sort of cleaning and resetting yourself. It's a, it's a really great feeling. Um, uh, best time of year to cleanse, no doubt that there is a best time of year to cleanse and that is the spring and the fall. Uh, in the spring, many things are happening, leafy greens, sprouts, berries, or alkaline things are happening to flush the lymph and to flush the fat, get the body to burn fat in a better way, to reset fat burning. In the fall, at the end of the hot season, we're getting rid of heat. We're cleaning the liver. We're cleaning the blood. We're cleaning the skin. We're flushing our intestinal tract. Very important to get all that done before the coldness and dryness of winter. So this is preparation for a powerful immune system, you know, come winter. We know that the microbes in your gut should dramatically shift from season to season to season. We know that for a fact. If deer eat out of season in one report that I blogged about, the deer microbes aren't ready if they eat bark in the winter and leaves in the summer and they, and they end up getting fed bark in the summer. It's very possible that they have such a case of indigestion that could kill them. So if the deer die 
when they eat out of season? Does that give us permission to eat completely anything we want? I mean, really understanding the ebb and flow of nature and tying ourselves to the cycles of nature, I believe is our most powerful insurance policy. And I think it's what Ayurveda is all about. And it's really why we do the Colorado cleanse is to reset those and, and do what the body's trying to do as the seasons transition and change. So spring and fall, I think is a great time. I think we do have the short home cleanse, which is the free short home cleanse. For, it's an ebook you can download for free. And that's a great sort of, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday reset you can do anytime, uh, you know, to help, you know, you know, get yourself back on track, reset your cravings. Sometimes we get a little out of whack, you know. Um, okay, some more questions here. Um, where am I? Okay. Um, um, I did the, the, the four-day short home cleanse, as I just mentioned, on day four and five. I had pain in my knees up to my hips. What happened? Um, hard to say off the bat, but when you do ghee and you're going to burn fat, and when you burn fat, you sometimes, like I had a patient of mine who had that happen, and, um, and, I, and sometimes when you have a lot of heavy metal toxicity, that's exactly what the experience is. So we had her go do a heavy metal tester. Her numbers were her mercury was off the chart. She was eating fish two times a day for months, and uh, she has extreme heavy metal toxicity. So uh, that makes me think that there's some sort of outlier level of toxicity that your body really wanted to get rid of. And that's a, you know, uh, if it doesn't go away very quickly, then it's something we need to look into. Maybe have your doctor get some heavy metals checked, you know, checked on, a toxic, toxicity check done. Um, and make sure there's nothing really there. Um, the, you know, and also depends if you did some of the digestive and lymph herbs that we try to do during the short home cleanse to help the body, you know, move some of those impurities out, staking, making sure you're getting enough water, staying hydrated, things like that make the ride a little bit easier. Um, uh, if I have work or personal situations involving eating meals or food, not on the cleanse, what will happen? How do I handle this? Do I have to do 21 days exactly, or is there some flexibility? Well, first, it's only 14 days, so you just got a week of doing whatever you want as a result of that. Um, we do ask you to re-enter at the end a little bit after the 14 days, but that's a very natural process. There's no gold, no real hardcore rules there. It's really just 14 days, seven of which you're actually eating just whole foods, you know, just no wheat, no dairy, and no particular allergenic foods. So it's really actually quite easy. And depending on when you have your when you have your, uh, your, your, your uh, you know, events or dinners or whatever, most of the time I've traveled, I've lectured, I've given seminars on the weekends doing this cleanse. And if you're doing phase one or phase three, all you really do is you just eat really clean. No wheat, no dairy, no allergenic foods like nuts and like nuts. Seeds are okay. Um, shrimp and fish and meats and things like that. Are, are, are not on the list. So it's really just a really clean vegetarian diet. During the main cleanse, just no fat. Try to have you know a no fat diet and you do the best you can. Rice and beans are, are a no fat meal. Uh, you know, that, lots of beans and you could, usually you can order a vegetable plate at any restaurant and, uh, and, and make that happen with some beans or some lentils or something like that. So it's usually very doable for just a little bit creative. Um, I cannot gain weight due to several autoimmune conditions. Will uh, will losing the fat in this cleanse help me lose too much weight? You know, um, 
when you have an autoimmune condition, this is definitely something you want to have supervision with. And, and kind of sort of, I like to tailor make the cleanse for folks in that regard. So we really watch over them and make sure we don't do too much or make sure they're ready for it. So I would suggest if you have an autoimmune condition, you're looking to cleanse and you've lost a lot of weight and you, need, and you don't want to lose anymore, then I would suggest that's a time where we consult and make sure that we're, before we actually do the cleanse, make sure it's absolutely right for you, for sure. Um, um, people who don't have a, a, a condition and don't want to lose weight, they can actually do the cleanse and follow the guidelines that are all about, you know, dialing down the intensity so you don't end up in, in a weight loss situation. Although you probably will lose a pound or two or three during the whole process, um, but usually it's part of a digestive reset that recovers very, very quickly. But it's a judgment call, and you can always contact us if you have questions about whether it's right for you. We have. During the, during the Colorado Cleanse, we do it twice a year as a group with all the group support. Our whole staff is really dedicated to support. So we do our best to help get those questions answered. There's question and answer sessions along the way, live question and answer sessions along the way during the cleanse. Uh, there's, le there's lectures, there's online forums, there's emails every morning where most of the questions are answered. So you get a lot of support to make sure you get all the things that you need. Um, I have a non-symptomatic gallstone uh, and a large kidney stone. Uh, can, the, can, the, can the cleanse cause further problems? If you have a large kidney stone and that is ready to pass, uh, I would probably want to get that checked out. If you have gallstones, that's not necessarily a big issue. If you have no gallbladder, that's not necessarily a big issue. We guide you through that process. You just don't take as much ghee. You start with like two teaspoons of ghee as opposed to you know, increasing the dose and then you, you adjust according to your comfort. Again, it's all about your comfort, which is, uh, you know, I think, you know, really, really important. Uh, how would you compare uh, the benefits of an extended juice cleanse, juice veggies or some apple with the Colorado cleanse? Do you think one is better than the other? Would an extended kitchery diet be good for healing intestinal inflammation? Uh, um, you know, and could it be used with raw vegetables and fruit juices? or only steamed veggies, and for how long? Thank you very much. Um, there's a lot of questions in there. Um, I talked a little bit about fruit versus the Colorado cleanse. I have no problem people doing a fruit you know, fruit uh, fast as a cleanse. I think there's value there. Um, I just think that the, the, the reset benefits aren't there. I've done that many times. I started, and I think I've written an article about my, how I started doing fasting when I was 18 and 19 years old. And uh, I thought it was very, very valuable, but um, didn't really change any of my digestive problems at all. I mean, I felt better when I was on it, but I didn't feel it. But then I had to go do it again and again and again. And that is kind of where I started and where I am now after a billion years. I am trying to figure out a way to help reset the real reason why we feel we have this urge to cleanse and detox or why we just don't feel good in our skin. And that is you know, what I feel is what's really uniquely different. We reset function, reset fat burning. We don't just pull the impurities out of the fat cells. Plus, we're after those molecules of motion to make transformational change. That's really important. Can we use Kitchri long-term for healing the intestinal tract? Um, be careful with that. Um, I think that, you know, that the, if you cleanse yourself too much long, long-term, you can cleanse yourself into a state of exhaustion. I've had many folks over the years who say, I'm on an alkaline diet and I drink alkaline water. I do alkaline, 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 and they alkalize themselves into a detox. Alkaline foods are harvested in the spring and the fall for cleansing, and they will provoke that. 
in the winter, there's no leafy greens to be had most of on, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, so you have a more acidic brown grains and meats and things like that, that kind of a diet, which are very acidic. And the more acidic something is, the more it penetrates and stores and rejuvenates. And then you cleanse, but you have to have both. It's a balance of rejuvenation and cleansing. And if you do just one all the time, you can drive yourself into a state of, you know, uh, dangerous exhaustion. So it's very important that we don't do a, a, a long-term kitchery thing and that where I'm feeling where I might be depleting myself. Um, but that being said, when people are sick in convalescence, that's exactly the diet that they gave them to recover. But that's people who are very, very sick. It was baby food to heal and repair the intestinal tract. Super, super easy to digest. And it is, one question asked me whether it was whether they really thought it was a perfect and a balanced protein. It absolutely is when you put rice and beans together, a perfect protein, it's a balanced protein. It's an alkaline protein. So it doesn't have, it's not like the acid proteins of meat that penetrate and drive and make people feel boom, really strong. It's a gentle nourishing effect versus a very strong effect you get from meat. But still, it is a perfect protein. It's just a, it's a, uh, an alkaline albumin versus an acid albumin. So there's difference, there's differences in the kinds of protein that you get. And sometimes we need both, you know, and that's, that's a, another discussion of whether, whether we should be eating meat or not, um, but, uh, and, and a very individual uh, uh, understanding as well, I think, but um, lots to talk about in that department. I'm taking Chinese herbs for menopause symptoms. They heat, um, they, they heat, um, and clear my body uh, and support for my body for not taking hormones. Will I be able to continue the herbs during the cleanse? Yeah, absolutely. You should be able to continue the herbs. One of the things about the herbs that we use at Life Spa are, you know, are full spectrum whole herbs. They are not extracts. When you take an extract out of a plant and you then take it and you either concentrate it or potentize it, two couple of things happen. You sterilize the plant, no bugs, no microbes are there. So you live. So in a lot of ways, I really believe the plant loses a lot of its intelligence. We know that every plant attracts different microbes and those microbes actually provide a certain level of intelligence on the plant and inside of us. That's sort of the new science, right? So that's important that we don't screw that up. And then also when you take an extract, you've sort of taken apart the plant and then the idea with standardized extracts is you put it back together in the way a really good healthy version of the plant would happen. But whether we can put it back together so the body doesn't recognize it as foreign is questionable. The body can build tolerance to some of these herbs and then stop working. And in lifestyle, we're all about getting you on herbs if we need to, getting you better and getting you off of them. And I find that I can't do that very well with extracts. So, and Chinese herbs generally are not extracts, so they usually work very, very well with what we're trying to accomplish. If they are extracts, then um, I'm not, usually our herbs don't interfere because they're just whole herbs. They're, they're herbs that have been plants that were in soups and salads for thousands of years, and people ate them naturally as part of their meals. It was just food that, that we dried and ground up and put them in a capsule. But very specific ones with very specific biochemistry, with very specific microbes that have a very specific effect, and that's the cool part, is they're just so designed to work with you get you better, and then you don't need them anymore. That's just a really cool concept. And if we want to create something that's more potent, we combine it with just right. We take turmeric, add a little black pepper, and we've got studies to show it increases the absorption of the turmeric by 2,000%. Black pepper and turmeric are like, you know, 
everyday spices around the world, put them together and wow, you have this magical thing. That's the magic of learning how to combine herbs beautifully. And those are the herbs you have in the Colorado Cleanse. They're not extracts, they're not overruling you. They're very simple herbs that I think work really, really well. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm interested in part participating in the Colorado Cleanse. I need to travel out of the country in Mexico. Should I wait? Um, until another time to start the cleanse. You, you know, a lot of folks who, with the Colorado Cleanse, a lot of times people will start a little early, start a little late. You can just save the emails and then just open them up when you actually get back. That's not a problem to do when you get the support, you just get the emails anyway. So that's a lot of folks you know, are, are off by a day or two or a week and they can still do the support cleanse. And I think if you're a new cleanser, no doubt the support is great. It's like someone holding your hand every morning, boom, good morning, Mary. Here's what you're going to do today. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, you have any questions? Here's a list of all the most common questions that people are asking. And it's very, very, you know, very simple and, and very straightforward. If anybody has a question, you can push star two, raise your hand, and I will, uh, I will answer you if I see you guys uh, uh, with your hands up um, as I kind of plow through some of these questions here. Um, um, One question here, it's very long, I'm going to try to try to kind of shrink it down, which was um, at the end of the day, um, this woman who's actually actually not doing very well really wants to cleanse. Um, and she wants to know if, if supplementing with yogurt and Ensure and Juven because she had a protein deficiency after a surgery would be okay during the cleanse. The, remember, the only golden rule and the cleanse is no fat. Okay, so if you can get a no-fat yogurt, then we can deal with that. But you know, if that's what she really needs, we we talked about lean meat being a option in the uh, nourishing plan in the main cleanse. So there are ways during the main cleanse to to actually get and deal with the protein deficiency and completely get keep your body in fat burning. And therefore, her big question was, can I still get the emotional cleansing that I want from that process? And yeah, the answer is absolutely. Um, so that's that, that's a question. Um, so let me ask. I have a question here. Someone's hand up, and uh, they're from Middle um, Middlebury, uh, Virginia. Are you there? Hi, I am here. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. You're like 90 miles an hour. I love it. You're such good energy. I have two little questions that were that arose through your discussion, and then a little deeper one. You mentioned um, herbs for digestive detox. What herbs do you think are best that you use for the cleanse? For the detox? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we the Colorado cleanse has th has three herbs that you take prior to the meal either cool or warm digest, and that's a question that someone had in here, and I'll, I'll answer that now. How do you know whether you take cool or warm digest? Those are the upper digestive fire starters, you know, get the fire and the, and the acid burning, which is, the, which is the, the reflex trigger for all the rest of the upper digestive, small intestine, uh, gallbladder, pancreatic enzyme flow. So the cool digest is if you have any type of acidity or irritation, or even you know acid stools, burning stools, looser stools. Those are all signs of acidity, and good idea to use the cool digest. The warm digest is if you have sort of boggy digestion. You, your food just sits there. You blow is heavy. You know more commonly people have that, but sometimes certain pitta body types definitely have 
you know, um, concerns with um, the acidity piece of it. So any heartburn, indigestion, those kinds of things are important. So you take the warmer, cool digest, and then you take the beet cleanse. Beet cleanse is formulated to clean out those ducts, the bile ducts and the pancreatic duct, and get those tubes moving. So it's a rotor rooter to get the bile ducts and the, and the enzymes of your pancreas really moving. And then there's the sugar destroyer, which is the one, and this is our big epidemic, I didn't talk about how important it is in the chiral cleanse to reset blood sugar. It only happens to be the number, I didn't even talk about that, the number one problem on our planet is the excess sugar that we never had on this planet more than 10,000 years ago. And we finally figured out how to get sweet in our diet every single day. And we've overwhelmed ourselves, we can't tolerate it, and that messes with our sugar, our bugs, our brain, our mood, our ability to protect ourselves with an immune system, all are directly related to excess sugar intake. And that's where the sugar destroyer is. It actually resets the, our ability to have stable blood sugar again. And that's what we're talking about, those three herbs before the meal. And you take those generally 15 to 30 minutes before the meal with a big glass of water. That water hydrates your stomach lining and underneath your stomach lining is this, this uh, buffer layer of water, which is 80% water. And if you have that water before the meal, not with the meal, but before the meal, you hydrate your stomach. Your stomach goes, holy smoke, I've got all this buffer, and I got the, the warm digest to fire up my stomach, and the beet cleanse to rotor rooter out my bile and pancreatic ducts, and I got the, the sugar destroyer to keep my blood sugar stable. Let's cook some food. And that's exactly what happens when you have those pre-digestive herbs. And then after the meal, you take turmeric, Plus, which is the turmeric and the black pepper I talked about, an herb called liver repair to, to really get the liver to start making some bile again, uh, mangista, which is your lymphatic herb. These are the critical pieces. Our detox pathways start with lymph around your gut. The lymph is all around your gut, and that's where your immune system is. I wrote so many articles about lymph, and the most important half inch in your body is, the, is, the, is the, the, where the villi meets the lymph on the outside of your gut wall. And if that's yucky, your immune system will get stuck in traffic. You're going to get inflamed and indigestion and hypersensitive and allergies. Many of the gluten, dairy kind of things that we experience come from lymphatic congestive issues. And if we can get that to move while we boost digestifier, then we're making some big progress. So the mangistas for the lymph. Turmeric is also great for your lymph as well. The, uh, the rejuvenate herb or the regenerate herb is an herb that actually also rotor rooters out the bile ducts and it helps to actually begin to chelate impurities out, and it really drives blood sugar stability and energy and vitality. It's kind of the herb we stick in there to give powerful rejuvenation to the body. So in case you are getting a little rundown or a little rundown from cleansing, you've got this rejuvenative support. So those are the four that you do after. You can take them once a day, twice a day, or three times a day. You can dial that up or down based on your needs to make sure that the cleanse is just right for you. Does was that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, and I think a zillion others for lots of people. You're, you're just incredible. Second question, you mentioned that um, winter is a more acidic time for digestion. Now, I've never, I guess I've heard it, but never really, it never really sunk in. Is that what you were saying, that alkaline is more spring, summer? It makes sense to me, and that winter is more acidic, but you can get it through other things than just meat. Exactly. You know, the, the nutritional cycle in nature is an annual cycle, right? It takes a year for the nutritional cycle on the planet to happen. And the spring and the fall is predominantly alkaline, fruits and vegetables and leafy greens and things like that. And then in the 
And then in the, um, in the winter, it's a very acid, you know, grains and nuts and seeds and meats, right? Those are the things that we would eat more of in the winter because there are no vegetables to, to chew and the fruits have, have gone rotten and we have to eat what we have may possibly stored for the winter. Fermented vegetables, the whole world of fermented foods. They were, the whole thing about fermented foods was as a way to preserve foods for the winter. And guess what? When you ferment those things, you have what's called lactic acid fermentation. And that's acid. It's a very acidic food. So lots of folks who are very acidic already because they eat a lot of acidic foods, and then they do a lot of fermented foods or they have a lot of pizza in their diet, they get rashes or cold sores or all kinds of things happen to them when they do fermented foods because they're very acidic. So fermented foods were always designed to be very small amounts, ways to get to create a, a microbiological um, you know, diversity and support there, but not eating tons of those because they're very acidic. And again, they're harvested in the winter. And I think the answer to your question, so we have you know, two-thirds of the year are alkaline and one-third of the year is acid. Now, when I say two-thirds, one-third, I'm talking about like in my three-season diet book, it's all about two seasons. There's three growing seasons. There's winter, well, let's say spring is a growing season and a harvesting season. And then you have summer, which is a growing season and a harvesting season all summer long, right? Then you have the end of the summer, which we're getting close to, you're going to start harvesting the last kind of harvest, the, the real dense foods, the root vegetables that can weather some of the cold nights that happen in September and October. And those will store all winter long, and they're heavier and they're dense. So those are more acidic foods. So we go, we go um, in the, in the three-season approach, three-season diet, you have two-thirds of the, di- of the harvest is alkaline and one-third acid. Now, we don't really do that anymore. We eat whatever we want, whenever we want. Nobody even has any connection to nature anymore. And I'm, and, uh, I'm a really big fan of us beginning to understand how, how, how disconnected we are to nature and these cycles and the profundity of getting back in touch with that. Like when I read that article that the deer died when the deer ate out of season, that just blew my mind. I was like, man, that book I wrote, whatever it was, in 19, it was in 2000, almost 20, 15 years ago, I guess. That book was, I just feel like, wow, that book was so important. And I think that we just glossed over, oh yeah, you would see the seasons. We don't realize how important it is. And with the new science of our microbiology, how critically important it is. We're getting ready to actually offer a challenge and set up a whole challenge for everybody on my newsletter list for free to eat with the seasons. We're going to be announcing that very soon. I'm super excited about that. It's a challenge for me too because it's hard to do, but I think what would happen to us if we just ate with the seasons, you know, and really did that? I just think it would be kind of amazing, and and I'm trying to figure out ways to help maybe study that or something. It's still like in the formative phase in my brain, but we're going to be announcing it soon, so stay, you know, tuned to our newsletters. I just think it's fascinating, and I think that's one of the things that we just don't get how powerful that is. Our digestive fire is stronger in the winter. Why? To digest those strong foods. Weaker in the summer. Why? So we don't, so we don't have to get overheated and then die as a species. That's why Neanderthals didn't make it because they couldn't handle heat like we were able to because we were the persistence runners in Africa that learned how to dissipate heat better. I don't know. You got me going off on a whole tangent here, but, oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving but it's, but it's so, so powerful. And just keep doing what you're doing because it is influencing and people are transforming. So 
Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Thank you very and much. Last question. Yeah. Um, the the molecules of emotion. That, that's so fascinating, and I've always been interested in Ayurveda because it's uh, I don't know, you know, it's like ninety percent of our disease is emotionally rooted, and we don't deal with that in our country. Is so Candace Perth, all of her research yeah. is is really ancient information. Well, you know, Candace Pert used to come to our clinic years ago, and that's how I first found out about her. That was in the late 80s, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. she was all about Ayurveda and all about the understanding of how, how they knew that these molecules of motion were stuck in the fat and, and stored in the body, and they had to be released. And, and that was really the takeaway from her research was that you got to release those guys and you can't carry them around because now we know they impact your gut, they take out your good bugs and your immune system, your mood, your stability, your brain function, they even set you up for all kinds of you know, degenerative conditions. So, so it's, a, it's a powerful, like I said, the, the new science and understanding how these ancient sciences really has some wisdom that is now being borne out by modern science is really pretty powerful. Thank you for your call, I appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. So I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Um, we have reached the end of the official time. It's about an hour, been about an hour. So I'm going to continue for a little longer, answer a couple more questions if you have to have one. I've got a couple more hands up. And uh, if anybody has any more questions, uh, please feel free to raise your hand and start too. And I'll stay for a little while longer. But, you know, again, I think I've gotten through most of the cleanse. I think um, one thing is if you go to the lifespot.com homepage, there's all kinds of information there about how to sign up the the uh, the early bird uh, registration, which is the super huge discount that you get uh, opens today, uh, which is pretty cool. And it, and if you really look at what you get, you get you know seven days of food and seven herbs and oil for massage. By the way, the oil on your skin is important because guess what? Your skins eat your bugs on your skin eat oil. And when you put oil on your skin, you're beginning to feed and proliferate the good microbiology, which provides, again, immunity. It's just such an interesting understanding how it all pieces together. Uh, and you get the Colorado Cleanse book and some videos and just a whole bunch of stuff. So it's worth it. Go to the homepage at lifespot.com and see what, uh, what you get um, and, and how we really try to make the cleanse as inexpensive as possible so people can just really get the benefit. And I think you'll see that that it's really extremely reasonable. People go, wow, you're kidding me. It's really that cheap. So, so please check that out. Um, okay, one more question over here. Um, Catherine from San Francisco. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, cool. So thank you for um, answering my question and thanks for all your good work. And I, ha I have two questions that I don't think they're going to take very long. One of them is, do you have any modifications you recommend for a 17-year-old doing this fun? Um, for a 17-year-old, let's see, what could we do for a 17-year-old? Um, you could give them permission to sleep in. Would that help? Okay. Um, can they do the full cleanse? Can they do? Yes, they can. Absolutely, they can. You know, depending on anyone, 17 or, or, or even an adult, you can always up or you know dial up or dial down the herbs or the ghee based on their comfort level. And again, it just goes back to those simple rules. Seventeen years absolutely can do the cleanse, and it's and you know they just want to make sure that they're comfortable. Say, look, you don't have to starve. There's all these different dietary options here, you know. And if and, and I think the big key for me is, does the seventeen-year-old want to do it? If they're on board, then it's great, you know. 
Okay, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I have one other quick question. Is is, is it okay to start the cleanse now? I'm feeling inclined to. Um, or is it better to wait to um, mid-October? No, it's, it's um, maybe a little bit, you know, sometimes I say start the herbs now and get the, get, the, uh-huh. get the herbal part going and wait a little bit longer because the way Ayurveda works is that the accumulation of that, the, the season is accumulating at the end of the season. So at the end of, okay. at the end of summer, which is sort of October when the leaves are turning bright red, that's the maximum accumulation. Then you flush it out, clean slate. Now you can do it in here now and you're gonna do fine. It's, I mean, we're really talking about splitting hairs probably. Um, at the end of the yeah. winter, at the end of the winter, the cold accumulates. At the end of the spring, the, the mucus and the, the congestion accumulates. So those are the times we try to do it is towards the end of the season when it all maximizes and accumulates. But I, don't, but I think if timing were the factor and it was easier to do it now, then I would say, yeah, absolutely. We're in, we're in cleansing season, September and October for sure. And, you know, but if you had a choice, I would say do the herbs now. Start the herbs early and start ramping up digestion and then do the cleanse and that's it. And then after that, do the, do the microbiological reset with our gut revival and floral for, store at the end. And that's like, wow, that's a powerful package. Okay, okay, gonna go for it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Okay, uh, and I'm just gonna go check and see if we have any new questions. Um, let's see here. Um, Yes, uh, I am very cystic in my legs. Is there anything extra I can do in the cleanse to address this? Well, the, the Regenerate herb has an herb in it called Shilajit, which has actually got properties which is called lehana or scraping. And it means that it actually scrapes up scar tissue um, and obstructions in the body. And it also, the, the Shilajit has what are called fulvic acids and diprenols, which are these chemicals that actually drive, studies have shown that they are the, specifically the chemicals that drive the mitochondrial energy. So, you know, that's why that, that Shilajit and, and Regenerate herb was used for thousands of years for energy, for vitality. In fact, that formula is the only herb, and actually this is the traditional formula of putting it with a little bit of ashwagandha and a little bit of amalaki, that actually was, was actually just called a panacea in the ancient Ayurvedic uh, Materia Medica because it did so much for the body. And, uh, and, there, and we've got articles talking about the science behind that particular herb, the shield. It's pretty amazing stuff. So that would be why, that would be one of the things that would be very good for this, this the, 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 uh, the, the being cystic in the legs and the mangista to get the lymph to drain so we have better circulation and the turmeric to heal and repair. So the whole point of the, the after uh, cleanse herbs, the, the, the regenerate, the magista, the turmeric, and liver pair are all about better circulation, better natural processing of impurities to the lymph and the liver, which is uh, really important. Another question, what kind of doctor am I? I'm a chiropractor, and, um, and I spent, um, uh, in 1986, I went to India for a two-week vacation and came back a year and a half later. Uh, studied, I was asked to stay there and study Ayurveda with a family of Ayurvedic doctors. I actually ended up meeting Deepak Chopra there. And uh, long, long story, I met my wife, we were pregnant, we had to get out of India and, um, and uh, came back and ran Deepak Chopra Center for eight years in Massachusetts. 
And my job was going back and forth to India, learning, bringing knowledge back. We had six Ayurvedic clinics in the in the country, and I would you know bring the new techniques and train the doctors. My job was the doctor uh, co-director of the physicians training program, and I trained medical doctors back then in Ayurveda. So I was thrown into this arena of actually having to uh, train and teach, and that's what I think helped me a ton. And and uh, that's sort of a, a little glimpse of of my background. And uh, I've been doing Ayurveda pretty much ever since. But thanks for that question. Are there any side effects of the cleanse, body, or breath odor? You know, when you detoxify, if you're not drinking enough water, you're going to detoxify. We don't realize that our breathing is one of the major ways we detoxify. And most of us breathe very shallow. We don't actually use the breath as a natural detoxifier. That's what my first book, Body, Mind, and Support, was all about nasal breathing and getting full respiratory capacity because of the incredible magic of this whole respiratory system that very few of us actually use in an efficient manner. It's really, really important. How much weight will I lose? Like I said, people lose seven to 17 pounds if you have to lose it. Uh, if you don't wanna lose weight, you're probably gonna lose one to three, but usually with the digestive reset, that comes back very quickly. If that's a concern of yours, email me, contact me, and let me you know, maybe tailor make a program for you so we make sure we get it just right. Um, uh, am I able to resume the Atkins or South Beach diet after the cleanse? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, I think that, um, yeah, there's no, if you're feeling good on that diet, then uh, absolutely fine. Um, what is your experience with doctors' weight management programs? Uh, um, basically, um, I think we know that 98 maybe 99, I forget to study it, percent of these doctors are all weight programs really don't really work. And I think that's because we don't address the three factors, exercise,